Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Thank you for joining us as we study biblical prophecy now in the book of Revelation. And today I have a very special topic, and it's this why Jesus's kingship during this age is the key to understanding the book of Revelation. Now, you've heard me already in two broadcasts emphasize the kingship of Jesus Christ, the universal sovereignty, the universal kingship of Jesus. Uh, one of the key verses, Revelation 1.5, it identifies Jesus as the ruler of the kings on the earth. And that rulership began with his ascension into heaven. And we have another verse that refers to kingship that's not immediately obvious in Revelation 1.5, same verse where it says the ruler of the kings of the earth, it says he's the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. You should know that the Jehovah's Witnesses seize on that word firstborn, both in Revelation and in the first chapter of Colossians, thinking, oh yeah, Jesus had a beginning. He was the firstborn of, of uh, everything God made. Well, if you look in the context, the verse right before Revelation 1, 5, verse 4, it identifies Jesus as who was and is and is to come. Namely, he is the eternal one. And if you're remembering, we're looking at the Old Testament for interpreting the new. This is referring back to the revelation of God to Moses at the burning bush in Exodus 3, where he just simply proclaimed, I am. I am the eternal one. I was, I am now, and I will be in the future. And so it's not referring to Jesus's beginning in time. But what does that firstborn really mean? Well, again, like if you looked in the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, you'll see a reference to Psalm 89 and verse 27. And what it says is this, I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. See, in the Old Testament, the firstborn would receive the double inheritance. It was a position of preeminence and supremacy. And referring to David, David was the firstborn, the fulfillment of the promise to be the highest of the kings of the earth. Jesus, the son of David, inherits this. Scott Hahn says this in his commentary to Romans. He says, quote, the Davidic king was the firstborn of the kings of the earth enthroned over the nations. So again, ruler of the kings of the earth, firstborn enthroned over the kings of the earth. And then particularly, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 13, identifying Jesus as the Son of Man. And the key verse here is from Daniel chapter 7 and verse 14, a key verse. And you may or may not know this, but the Catechism of the Catholic Church nails this perfectly. It doesn't take the newspaper to try to identify who the Son of Man is. It uses the Old Testament. And this is what our catechism says, paragraph 664. 
being seated at the Father's right hand signifies the inauguration of the Messiah's kingdom. The Messiah's kingdom began with the ascension to Jesus at the Father's right hand. The catechism goes on. The fulfillment of the prophet Daniel's vision concerning the Son of Man. And then it goes on to quote Daniel 7, verse 14. This is right in the text of the catechism. To him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. And after this event, the apostles became witnesses of that kingdom. So that's about as clear as it gets. You think, Steve, you know you're getting a little redundant here. Third broadcast emphasizing the kingship of Jesus in Revelation. We got that two broadcasts ago. You repeated it last time. Now you're saying it again. Why is that? Well, Jesus's kingship during this age is the key to understanding the entire book of Revelation. And some people who really and sincerely apply themselves to try to understand Revelation. And I'm speaking autobiographically during my times as an evangelical minister, really loving to study biblical prophecy, but not fully realizing the present reality of the kingdom. I lost the meaning to the entire book of Revelation. And so this is the key. Now, why is it the key to understanding Revelation? Well, it's because Jesus's kingship during this age, now, since 40 days after Easter, at least, that's the ascension, and he comes uh, up in the clouds to the Father. That's Daniel 7:14. because Jesus's kingship during this age is the key to understanding Revelation 20. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, how does that help? Because Revelation 20 is the key to understanding the apocalypse. Let me take you through just three hop, skips, and jumps here. Jesus's kingship during this age is the key to the book of Revelation. Why? Because Jesus's kingship during this age is the key to understanding Revelation 20. And Revelation 20 opens up which school of prophecy you're going to adhere to and use to understand this book. Because the major schools of prophecy are based on an understanding of Revelation 20. And in Revelation 20, St. John is talking about a kingdom that lasts for 1,000 years. And it just comes from the Latin word for 1,000. Millennium comes from that Latin word. And so the importance of Revelation 20 and understanding the 1,000 years, which is the kingdom reign of Jesus, okay? And is it present or is it future? Now, I've just taken two and a half broadcasts to show you you can't get out of the first page of the book of Revelation without seeing the present nature of this. You don't even have to go all the way to Revelation 20. You can get it from chapter 1, but I'm pulling together chapter 1 and chapter 20. Now, the, the school that I'm advocating, I've already said the tag to this broadcast in the tradition of St. Augustine, 
the charge against this view is that, well, it's not literal. Well, in Revelation 20, it talks about Satan being a dragon. Now, do you think Satan's a literal dragon? I don't know of anyone who has the rapture-at-any-moment kind of view of prophecy who believes that the devil is actually a dragon. So they don't take portions of Revelation 20 literal, do they? And it's a question of what you do with a, uh, with a number like 1,000. Well, let me give you an example. This is why numbers in the book of Revelation can be highly meaningful but yet symbolic. There's 144,000, the redeemed uh, that gather before Christ. Now, 144,000, let's start with 144. If you remember how to square stuff, you remember uh, 10 times 10, that's easy, it's 100. 12 times 12 is 144. 12, uh, the number of the fullness of the tribes of Israel, 12, the 12 apostles, uh, basically you're pulling together the redeemed from both testaments, 144, 12 times 12, and then 1,000 is like, like President Trump says, huge. Okay, that's the huge number. So you're, you're trying to just come up with a, a figure that says a number that can't be counted. Genesis 22 puts it this way. He's, God says to Abraham, I will bless you. I'll multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sea which is in the seashore. So it's a large number. So in order to understand how Jesus's kingship applies to the book of Revelation, you have to be able to make a simple outline. I trust you can. And you want a Roman numeral one, leave some space, and Roman numeral two. Roman numeral one, just write down, I'll explain what this is, write down mill. For Roman numeral two, write down pre-mill. And I'm just giving you the abbreviations for the amillennial viewpoint and the premillennial viewpoint. Okay, so you have one, amill, two, premill. And under premill, you want to put A, B, and C. A is pre-trib, B is mid-trib, and C is post-trib. Okay, now... The question, again, is the kingdom described in Revelation 20 and described the entire book of Revelation current or future? Current is Amil. And I've tried to show you from the very first chapter, from the identifications of Jesus in the first chapter, that it's present. That's the key theme of the entire book. This isn't some little hidden secret in the shadows thing. Christ is king. Okay, premill says no, that the thousand years referring to the kingly reign of Jesus is sometime in the future. It might be the pre-trib variety of premill, might be the mid-trib variety of premill, or the post-trib variety. In other words, pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib are simply three flavors of premill. But if pre-mill isn't true, then all the when is the rapture relation to the seven-year tribulation is, is a non-starter because they're all varieties of something that isn't true. So you're really wasting your time. And 
I'm talking about being able to explain this to a Protestant friend who holds the pre-mill viewpoint. You could save him literally a decade of study in biblical prophecy because the pre-mill says, no, um, whenever the rapture is relating to the tribulation before in the middle of it or the end of it, they all believe that the second coming of Jesus has to precede Christ's kingdom. It comes before Christ's kingdom. So they're looking at something in the future. And I saw a very interesting debate, a very intelligent man who knew Bible verses left and right on the uh, Protestant TBN channel. And these were pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. And they just went round and round, each had good arguments, but they couldn't see their, they couldn't see over the fence, so to speak, because they had simply assumed that pre-mill was true. And this is one of the fatal assumptions in biblical prophecy. And you'll get down, no, is it pre-trib or post-trib? And, and that's not the question you should be asking. Is it pre-mill or all-mill? Is it Christ is king now or is Christ king sometime in the future after the second coming of Christ? The book of Revelation, Daniel chapter 7, where the king comes and he sits at the right hand of the throne of God. The king is installed at this very moment in history. He is, present tense, the ruler of the kings of the earth. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 60 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.